which is which is crazy to be honest. But I mean, that's just the the enhanced culture, I guess. And something Shell talked about on both Fighter and the Kid and Rogan's podcast was that you know in the back everyone knows everyone's on something. Yeah. You know? So is is it a choice really? Does it come down to a choice? Not really. Is that if that's your livelihood? I mean, if Fighter A sees Fighter B in the back and he knows and he sees him to pop taking stuff it's like what, what does that guy do does he just re- rely on his morals and say no I'm not going to do it because it's against the rules or it's an unfair advantage because mm-hmm. at the end of the day the only reason people take that stuff is because it works yeah that's all I mean <laughs> but getting back to like the topics of him discussing like that the women's bantamweight division right now People say it's in limbo, but I don't see it that way. I see new stars, like these women that were on the come up and like contenders and prospects, which is weird to say. Yeah. But they're like, because they're all like high level. But um, the prospects, I guess, like Amanda Nunez, but like the, the up and comers and prospects and unknowns like Holly Holm used to be, unless you were like on the underground, it was like they're now stars. Yeah. I think women's fighting is bigger than what men's fighting is. Especially for, like, if we're judging by, like, the relevance or the the, the, the timeline that they're, like, the women's fighting is at. Because it's, like, women's fighting now in the MMA is, like, where the men's division was in, like, 2006 or 2005, right? Or even earlier, if you if you really want to get deep and technical with it. But mm-hmm. it was, MMA was never that big. Like it is right now with women's fighting, and it's women's fighting is bigger. Honestly, like people, more people know of Ronda Rousey than anyone knows about like Brock Lesnar's record in yeah. the UFC, or hell, or hell, Conor McGregor's career. He just got popular. Mm-hmm. Ronda was from popular from the jump, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's cool to see all these women get the shot and get the strap and the the title change and everything because it just shows you the parody and how many good fights there are at 135. Yeah. Like, Misha got ran, ran through by Nunez, which I saw coming, yeah. which I talked about, like, if she's, if Amanda starts fast and Misha can't hang, it's it's over. <laughs> she yeah. will, she will get her. And I think I predicted the last uh, sub, too. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Too. But, um, yeah, like, I think Holly versus Amanda is a very interesting fight. Not nearly. Uh, it was not that cut and dry that they Amanda storms her. She wins. It's not that because Paul is a good counter striker. She's the best counter striker in, in the division. So if, uh, if Holly gets uh, past Valentino, can't pronounce her last name because she's like Russian or something mm-hmm. or Eastern European. She's a beautiful woman though. But um, Tiger Muay Thai too. So she's high level striker. Um. I think like five time Muay Thai champion or something like that. Something stupid like that. Yeah. But like if if she if Holly gets past her and she evolves her game and she's been really grappling heavy with uh, Izzy and all those boys in uh, Albuquerque and all those girls in Albuquerque, she's she's getting she's getting better. She's like she's a workhorse. So that's what she said like about like the whole having the belt. She didn't want to be like doing those interviews and stuff. Like she just wanted to be training. 
She loves training. That's what she does. She does it really well. She loves training. And that's something John Jones and uh, Diego Sanchez and Cowboy all agree on. If anything they agree on is <laughs> that, that Holly works stupid hard. And um, I see. <laughs> um, but like, if depending on the fight, it's just it's it's gonna get really weird at 135 because I don't think yeah. Ronda has an answer for Amanda or Holly. Yeah, she could probably beat Misha. I think Cat now. Well, Juliana Pena is an issue because her her wrestling is dumb, stupid. And I don't think Ronda's ready for that kind of wrestler. Yeah. Who's not going to get thrown. Like her hips are too... She gets low on her hips real real fast. Like, And you put your head up, she's hitting you with a hook. You're not backing her up. Because Kat couldn't back her up. So if Kat can't back her up, not a lot of women can. <laughs> yeah. Ronda's definitely not on the list, the, the short list of people that I would think could. So... So what you're saying is Ronda's not winning that title though. Unless it's against Misha. Okay. Or her best shot is against Misha. If Kat goes crazy and goes back to like her old self of like no game plan and stuff, then possibly. But for sure I I I don't I think she gets knocked out faster against Holly. Yeah. I think Amanda gives her a real tough five rounder, which I don't know if she's prepared for. Yeah. Do you want to go to decision Ronda? I don't even know. Maybe Tate? Maybe? I'm not sure. No. She, no, she she beat Tate every time yeah. by a sub. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think any of her fights have gone to five. Or yeah, anything. I think only two of her fights have gone past the first round. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if she's even ready for five. And yeah. cardio, conditioning-wise, I know she does a lot of swimming. And she can't really run. So, I mean, she does the same thing. I, well, not the same thing I do, but I, I train triathlon. But, um... I don't know if she's, like, her knees, she's had surgery recently, so she might be back. She got stem, I don't know if she got stem cells or she just got, knee, like, a scope and it cleaned out or whatever, or replaced. I don't know. But, if depending on where her, her where she is physically, I don't know if her conditioning is there for five. Now, Amanda's always going to be suspect with her because she explodes mm-hmm. so, so hard. She's ATT to the fullest. She's But she's not Robbie Lawler. Which I watched today, Condit versus Lawler again on um, UFC Unleashed. Yeah. Holy fuck, that fifth round was crazy. Anyway, <laughs> um, Amanda is a tough go, even for three, because we know she can go for three, for sure. But yeah. I don't know if Ronda can hang for her with her for three. And but and then you look at the rest of the division, like we just talked, I just said about Pinyet. Like, good luck. She's chill, but in female in a hot female form, <laughs> she will double egg you. With with the greatest of ease, and then commence elbows and fist to head, and she's not gonna put her hands above on the mat. You're not bucking her off. Good luck. She's a high level quest. She's team quest. She's like Dan Henderson in Pride. Good luck taking bucking her off. And then who who else? Like Cat? Yeah. There's no like Ron's gonna win that title. Valentina maybe. I don't know what her grappling... Well, I know her guard's pretty nasty, but I don't know what her top game looks like. And I don't know what her armbar defense looks like. Maybe she could beat her, but I don't know. I do really think that the game has... I think the game has done what to Ronda what the game did to Matt Hughes. Well, Matt Hughes was this... Well, Matt Hughes had a lot of 
X Factors where he was just stupid strong, like gorilla, human strong, mm-hmm. <laughs> sneaky and Miltich. That Miltich fighting system that Robbie Lawler came out of, Hughes came out of. Uh, I think not Jens Palver or did Jens Palver come out of that? I think he was with Panker and uh, Matt Hughes, or not Matt Matt Hume the entire time. Maybe maybe not. I, I'm not sure. But all those guys. There's a lot of X factors, but the game, but this is similar in the way that the game kind of passed him, where it wasn't like wrestle, 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 strike, strike, strike. Mm-hmm. Where GSP and BJ came and was like, oh, we're we're doing both at the same time. <laughs> I'm gonna jab you, but it's gonna look like a double. I'm gonna double hit you with a double. It's gonna look like a jab or a kick. I'm gonna hit you with Superman punch. It's gonna look like I'm gonna kick you though. <laughs> they were fighting like 155ers at 170 now. They were fighting like lower weight class guys, but at a higher weight class, which m- means more power, more speed, more explosion, yeah. and just high level athlete. But the issue, like you look at one thirty five women's, it's, it's see the same thing happening, because it's like, oh, you thought you were like the dopest, because no one really knew what you were doing, but then Greg Jackson and Mike Wink, like Wink kind of exposed I don't want to say exposed because there's like a lot of layers to her game but they exposed a big part of Ronda's game where Ronda's clinch is pretty good especially with her knees to the body and stuff she can fight in the clinch as much as I I don't rag on her I rag on Edmund a lot but I don't like like Ronda's striking from mid-range or distance Mm because it's just not good but her striking in the clinch is very it's not very 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 good but it's good enough where it's like, oh, I see her. Like she's got it. She's she can she's gonna develop that really like at a high level because she's comfortable in the clinch from the judo. So, like her knees to the body, they're not Demetrius Johnson or Anderson Silva level by any means, but mm-hmm. they're not terrible. And her hook from in the clinch is actually really crisp. It's like the crispest punch that she has. Like her jab, I hate. I hate how she jabs. I hate yeah. how she throws the cross. I hate a lot of things. Like her footwork, it's very not. It's not good. But in the clinch, it's very, very nice. It's very crisp, which I like to see. And I was like, oh, well, she does that well, which leads me to believe that she could develop. If she if she were to leave that gym yeah. and go to, like, a Matt Hughes or a Faraz, she can't go to Wink, but or, like, someone on that level or or to, like, Black Zillions or, some, like, to an AKA or something, or just to find a boxing coach... Because there's a ton like CSA, which mm-hmm. I watched a video today of them. They're like crazy good striking, crazy good Muay Thai. Like she doesn't throw a lot of kicks, but she can get away with it. I think just a little bit. Well, she's gonna suffer a little bit with the leg kicks, but she she can do it like a DS kind of. She can do it, throw a push kick and knees, and she'd be okay. Like Rampage did back when his knees became really really shot. Yeah. But like she can't do that right now with Edmund because he's not teaching her fundamental correct fundamental she's not bladed she stands square when she throws the jab which i hate and she's i mean even like if she went to like a boss root and, and boss root and just explained striking like taught her how to dutch kick, like touch kickboxing she'd be uh, elevated so much higher now she could do so much more mm-hmm. but she's like so loyal to that squad which i which i get kind of but i mean at the end of the day it's your health and your ability to fight and you get you're compromising yourself by you're handicapping yourself by doing this but anyway Getting away from that whole drama and situation, I just, if she, if the, all those things are ifs and big ifs, right? So if she, since she's not doing that, I don't see 
her reclaiming, and if she even does, I see her losing that belt quickly if she even wants yeah. to reclaim it. Like, if she taps Misha, if Misha gets, gets the belt again before Ronda comes back, and, like... She, gets, she makes her tap. Yeah, she she taps her, I think. Like, I... It's just how I think it's mm-hmm. fight line. But, like... Just... I didn't th- see, like, really Ronda beating a lot. Like, I think she beats just... Like, I think she beats a lot of women at 135. But when you get to the top tier of women, I don't think Ronda has an answer for them now. Yeah. Like, she might have an answer for Kat. She might... Well, I, I doubt that. But... But that 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 win is still out there. Mm-hmm. I think you have to count those wins. So like, she beat Misha, she beat Cat. I think she okay. You can you can give her those because she already has the the win, right? But it's Holly against Amanda, against Pena, against who else could she beat? Um, or she does like are those three? Does she beat any of them? I don't think so. Me neither. So it's like. I mean, and then you have like the women that they the UFC is and talks about opening up a 125 division. So uh-huh. if Zoya, who's fighting in Glory now, or Tiff Timebomb, was waiting for the 145 division for women. When, well, 125. I'm talking about. Yeah. Not, like 145. She's not even mm-hmm. a fighting cyborg. Yeah. She wants no parts of that. No one wants any parts of that. Cyborg's is the best women's fighter in the, the UFC right now. But like, if Tiff or Zoya go come to the MMA, mm-hmm. and I mean they will. T- Zoya at least. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right because I love her. But um, she fought in Bellator. She's the Bellator, the, the only women's Bellator champion, I think. Still, oh. I think she still holds that, because that's when Bellator's a tournament system still, like back in the day when Hector was fighting there. And um, yeah. But um, anyway, she's nasty. And she can make, she's probably a national, she used to fight at 135. So, she's ridiculous striker. Like, better than Holly. Kickboxing. It's not even a contest. She's just so smooth. She's like Kevin Ross, but in female form. Like, well, not even Kevin Ross. Like, the dream killer. Or catcher. What's his name? The dream, ah, what's his name? God, the dude has the best elbows in, in Muay Thai right now. He's got this like these spinning elbows that are just ruthless, like better than Condit's, and it's just he's doesn't stop. But like she's basically just like that, and she does not stop, and she's technical as hell, but with aggression. So it's like, does Ronda beat her? There's one twenty. There's one twenty fivers that would beat Ronda at this point. Yeah. Just because of a lack of wanting to learn how to strike properly. And people talk about, like, I saw all those videos of, like, her with the Bud Light dream thing or whatever, and she's punching these, like, pop-up, cardboard pop-ups and the styrofoam thing. I'm like, guys, in all these comments below, like, she looks great. I'm like, guys, John Dodson did an RKO on one of those styrofoam things. This was yeah. not serious at all. Now, honestly, it, I think... It was legit, though. RKO. Yeah, um, honestly, I think Dawson could probably land RKO in the octagon. Just, just, just he's the freak of all little freaks. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I think there's a couple dudes that could probably pull off some wrestling moves in the in the UFC. Rumble Johnson and Dawson, because they're freaks of all freaks. Yeah. Maybe OSP as well. I actually I give a lot of credits to OSP as well. But like, other than that, keep your shit. It's not doesn't none of that mean it's anything. Well, you didn't like the off the cage Superman punch by Kane. I think Kane lands that too. At this point, I think Kane lands anything he wants. <laughs> is a healthy Kane that's not doing stupid weightlifting. Let's yeah. talk about Kane. 
Kane that's not doing terrible uh, kettlebell swings and back squatting, like not even back squatting, like doing ridiculous. I don't even know what he was doing. Like, just his lifting regimen was so poorly put together. And fundamentals of lifting is just like he was just lifting things just to lift heavy things. I was like, uh-huh. and that's probably what led to it, like the back issue. Yeah, and I'm like. And whatever other other injuries, knees and all that, like he's just destroying himself with conditioning, and now he got back to he's realized what works and like healthy loose cane, throwing heel kicks and landing them on yeah. taller guys. I think he could probably land a Superman punch off the cage if he wanted to. Like I could think he could do a Jose Aldo, and like just leap off the like back up on the cage and just put his leg up and just throw a Superman punch coming off the cage stepping through and so then land a leg like kick. the ring in a second. Probably. Like, he... Well, it depends on how hard, how strong that cage is um, holding him up. But, like... The bad light one was strong. He literally jumped up to the top of it. Yeah, no, but I'm like... I mean, just saying. Because like, he's... I don't know how... Like, him punching the styrofoam thing or a bottle or whatever he was punching with that yeah. in punching... When you're thinking about driving your fist through a person's head... You're pushing way harder yeah. <laughs> through the cage, so that's why that's why I give that like little caveat. But Kane heavyweight division is so so screwed, like not screwed, but like it's such a such limbo. Yeah. Cause like Stipe defended, like the 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 quest is not even get the belt anymore. The quest is to, to get the belt and then defend it. Like yeah. that's the contest at this Most point. Most is uh, one in a row, right? Huh? Defense is one in a row. Right. Yeah, to defend it, you have to win it, and then you defend it again. No, no, no. What's the record? Because I have no idea. I think, I think Kane. No one's defended it more than twice. Was that Randy? Maybe. I'm not even sure anymore. I know it's jumped hands a ton. Yeah. Frank. Uh, Brock. No, Arlovsky then Frank. Man. Oh no, Arlovsky then. What was that guy's name? Tim Sylvia, mm-hmm. then Frank, then Brock, or Randy, or no, Randy, then Frank, no, Randy, then Brock, then Frank, then Brock, then Kane. Frank won it? Yeah, Frank's a heavyweight champion. Oh. Then Kane, then Junior, uh-huh. then Kane, then Verdum. Yeah. Now stupid. I think that's how the modern time scale goes. Because I, I didn't even go as far back as it really does. It goes back as, like, boss root and then... Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> then there's a ton of people like like Josh Barnett. And then if you really go way, way deeper back, who qualifies as a heavy, heavyweight back in the day? Like, during UFC 4 and 5 and stuff. That's just stupid. But, but um, like, I think Kim Randleman is, heavyweight, is a heavyweight champion as well. So... Mm-hmm. Who knows at this point? Who knows? But that's besides the point. The real discussion at heavyweight needs to be, okay, so do you reward Mark for being a company guy? Does the UFC do, do that instead of paying him, or pay, as well as paying him but not paying him as much money as they gave Brock? Or does Mark leave and that just says the entire, the, that, that, bracket, that part of the five and down part of the rankings does that just change dramatically does josh jump does travis yeah. jump again does does everyone make a, a is because it's a mad dash already to 
to find rankings. Mm-hmm. But, like, at this point, it's like, what happened? Does Roy get jumped? Well, Roy gets jumped anyway because he lost to Black Beast. Mm-hmm. But, like, does... does Still questionable on that one. But. Yeah, I think so, too. I thought the takedowns were significant. Especially yeah. slamming him on the ground like that. But anyway, um, like, what happens at, at, at heavyweight is mm-hmm. weird. And then you got... Uh, I said just pay Mark. Me too, but... Well, I said pay Mark and then run that run that shit back. Yeah. In a five-rounder or something. I don't know. Main event. Run it back. Mark knocks him out. I think so, because I think he's mad. I think he's pissed off. And if you watch this, the exchanges that they, those two were having, Brock was using the dart heavily just to get off the cage. Yeah. And then he would just rush him. But I think if Mark... Mark angry Mark Hunt is not the Mark Hunt you want in front of you, hitting you because it's not he's not going to even think about pawing with the jab or pawing with a two. Mm-hmm. He's going to take your he's looking to take your head off. And him head hunting is totally different than like Joe Schilling head hunting or someone mm-hmm. else head hunting because you ain't knocking that dude out. Stipe Miocic hit him for five rounds straight, <laughs> the entire time. Five yeah. rounds on the ground, just smashing his head in like Frank, like 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 Brock did to Frank, and nothing. <laughs> Mark got up and every every after the end of every round, got up, got sat on the stool, came out for the next one. It like not like he was fresh. I was like, what in the fuck are we doing? <laughs> but um, I think it's weird. Like I think, I think heavyweight's super strange. Stipe. Versus our um, the Reem oh, is weird. I think that fight's very, 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 very strange because the boxing is equal on both ends. Yeah. The kicking, however, is totally skewed to our uh, over him. The knees, good luck if you get in the clinch with that guy. Good luck. You might. Good luck. Don't put. Don't put your face near his knee. Anywhere near his knee. That needs to be caveat number one. Or talking point number one in the meet, in the fight meeting, don't put your head near his knee, or he will change your life. Don't put your body anywhere near his legs, because he can destroy your body. Yeah, that's so, I mean, that. exactly. But like I'm saying, Stipe though is a stupid, stupid athletic heavyweight. So and his boxing is crispy. Now is his boxing that that becomes the question? In that fight it was does the boxing ability. Does the Reem just decide to box with him, mm-hmm. or does he decide to throw um, sharp front kicks and leg kicks and knees? And does he try to play the kickboxing game? And then if he gets, if if Stipe shoots, does he show off his jiu-jitsu game? Because he's got an underrated jiu-jitsu game. It's high level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won the European Abu Dhabi trials. Oh. Yeah. He's good. People don't know that, which is weird. People, like, his, his striking acumen is obviously his K1 Grand Prix yeah. winner, all that stuff, K1 Max champ. Like, he's a phenomenal kickboxer. Best in the UFC. By credentials, right? And especially at heavyweight. But the dude is got a nasty guillotine <laughs> off his back. The dude's good at grappling. He grapples ass off, but no one knows that. That's neither here nor there. But um, actually, it is here, and that's the whole point. What I say that for? Anyway, heavyweight's weird. Who knows who comes out on top in that division? Yeah. 
who knows. But, um, I think heavyweight's weird, but what's weirder is what's, what, there's the possibility of more parity at 155 and at 170. I think 115 women's is kind of set because Joanna just beat Claudia. I think no one really, I, as much as I love Rose and Michelle Watterson and all those women, I think that Joanna's striking is just even more high level than theirs. Like, I think Michelle's a prototypical Jackson, high-level Jackson Wink fighter. Yeah. So her kickboxing is nasty, but it transitions to the grappling really well. But I don't think that it's as high-level as Joanna's. I don't think that Joanna will really see a test at 115 until if and and until Tiff Tybaugh makes a transition to women's MMA to fight at 115. Because that's the only person that could, I think, stand with her. Just purely stand. Uh Uh-huh. Um... I thought Claudia could. She did for the first three. Well, not even three. First two and a half or a quarter or whatever. But she just got squeaked out in that third yeah. and then lost the set, the last two, I thought. But, um, and Joanna's takedown defense was a lot better. But, um, going in deeper into the rounds. But at, um, 115, 155 men's, Eddie Alvarez got the belt, but. There's a row of straight-up killers trying to take him out. Yeah. <laughs> Habib, Tony, T. Ferg. Did you watch the, uh, so, was it, so, Soak's Falls show? No. Michael McDonald, Lineker's fight? Lineker's a bad motherfucker, but, um, T. T. Ferg fought, uh, what's his name? He's a Jackson Week dude, but he's, uh-huh. he's, dude, no, he's Brandon Gibson striking Six gun, Gibson, his one of his students. That dude was just like Tony. It just it was a straight up funk fight. If anyone hasn't seen it, you need to watch it. If you like watching just fluid funkiness, funk, oh. funk grappling, funk striking. If you just want to see something funky, man, was that fight crazy. But T. Fur he T. Fur got him with a uh, Dars. So I mean, Tony's nothing to fuck with, and he's number I think three right now. At 155, I think he should be too, but that's just me. Um, until he fights Habib, or Habib fights him, whoever you want to phrase that. But, um, yo, Eddie's getting, that, that's no picnic in 155. <laughs> Donald could make a change down to 155 at any moment. Giblert is back. He's about to fight Barbosa at, in Chicago on the Holly Home card. And I mean, it's stacked at 155. Connor, if you want to have the discussion, discussion Connor at 155 maybe. Nate Diaz for sure. He's a name, big, 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 big name now. Bigger than he was before, and he was a name then too. But um, Michael Johnson, Benial Dariush. <sighs> One, two, five, stacked, like dumb stacked. Will Brooks, Ross Pearson, who's fighting at 202 now. I don't know who's who's he fighting. He's fighting a guy that I don't want to see him fight because I like both guys. That just seems to be the case whenever Ross fights someone. I'm like, I love both of you. Like, when he fought Cubs once, I was like, why? <laughs> why did you guys make this fight? It's two of my favorite fighters. Mm-hmm. But, like, Ross is fighting someone that I like a lot. But, like, Brooke, Will Brooks is making a case for himself at 155 where he's like, I'm not to be fucked with. So, I mean, it's weird. Trippy at 155. It's 170 is even more stupid. It's like... 
Tyron Woodley's fighting Robbie Lawler. Let's just talk about that for a second. That's that's ridiculous in, in itself that that fight's actually happening. Yeah. Because it's like both dudes are dumb athletic. <laughs> and it's, who wins that? I mean, you give the edge if it goes to the fifth round with Robbie, but goddamn, Tyron could knock anyone out at any moment, ever. <laughs> if he explodes on you, and he's working with Duke, so he's getting settled now. He's learning mm-hmm. how to settle himself with his striking, and his wrestling has always been high level. He's about to be a black belt at the end of the year in jiu-jitsu. So, I mean, he's dangerous everywhere. It's conditioning. He's listening to Mighty Mouse again. Now he's like, Mighty Mouse is like, why are you lifting all these weights? You're dumb strong as it is. Where do you lack conditioning in the fight? So why wouldn't you focus on that? <laughs> and then I, I think Mighty Mouth finally got through to him. I think Rogan pointed it out a while ago, but then like Woodley like snapped on Rogan kind of <laughs> a little bit. But like Mighty Mouse was like he was right. <laughs> and when you, Mighty Mouse says something about someone's conditioning, it's like yeah, you need to listen to him. He's the most conditioned fighter ever. <laughs> There's no, there's no contest for like the contest for second is like yards behind him, like just yeah. miles behind him. So, but like, 155 is weird. Wonder Boy, Rory's in talks with Bellator, so you don't even know if he's gonna stick around for the UFC or he just want to. He's trying to get paid because he's got a family to feed now. So it's like, Wonder Boy, um, 170, Matt Brown, Kelvin, Neil Magny. Okay, keep all that. For, starting off with like even in like it ends with Matt Brown for that 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 mm-hmm. one seventy talk. It ends with Matt Brown. Think about that. Matt Brown's like number ten. Okay. And then Damian Maya. I forgot about Damian Maya. He strangles everyone. <laughs> if you're in a fight with Damian Maya, good luck. You better knock that dude out. Yeah. Because he's gonna strangle everybody. He's going to make everyone look stupid, like white belts out there. It's like, oh no, uh, this was a distraction. All these set, what you thought was a setup of a setup of a setup was all just a setup for this. <laughs> he plays like five games with you and then takes the nearest, like the far side armbar. Or, <laughs> or the near, or the neck. And you're just like, how did I not see that coming? It's not like super, like, it's, it's super smooth and technical, but it's not like you're like watching Jacare where you're like, how did he get that arm? you got to watch the transition. Like, oh, no, he just put his hand around your neck. <laughs> it was pretty simple. But you thought, like, he's he's got so much setup in his movement on the ground where you think, oh, he's going to go here. He's, he could step over for the armbar because he's showing you where you're vulnerable at every moment. Like, oh, he's tugging on the arm. Oh, he's got my neck a little bit. He's looking for the double wrist. But then he just takes your neck. And you're like, oh, fuck, man. And then he puts the body lock on you. And you're like, I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't move. He's got me. Fuck. He trapped my leg. Oh no. I'm in lockdown. Oh no. He's got my neck. He hid the hand. I can't find the hand. Where's the hand? Oh no. Blacking out. TV's closed. went off. Shut down. Damien Maia is the most underrated dude at 170. But he's fighting someone now too. He's got like a dumb matchup against somebody, I think, coming up. I can't remember who. But yeah, it's, it's 170 is crazy. 185 is in limbo because Michael Bisping's got the title. <laughs> and everyone knows that the odds of... Let's just play it this way. Luke didn't respect Michael. 
That's a given. Yeah. But the reason Luke lost wasn't because he did the Anderson Silva and started to shuck and jive in the cage. He got outclassed <laughs> on the feet. This time he did he did something I hate, but he, I I couldn't really say anything about what Luke was doing, especially because it was working. So it was like, okay, it works for him, but it's not it's a rule that you don't it's not something you want to do if you're like a up and coming fighter or like kid in the gym. You don't want to do that unless you're just practicing and see if you can eventually get away with it. Yeah. He likes to step. He's a he's a Okay. I think he's... Is he a southpaw? Yeah. He's a southpaw, like, where I like to where I like to fight out, out of. But he steps... He doesn't step to the outside. Like, Dominic... Like, technically brilliant fighters do. Like, Dominic, Demetrius, all those guys. Frankie, Aldo, Connor. All those guys. Nate, Nick. All of them step, to the, step on the outside leg. Lead leg of their opponent. Because it gives you more... You trap them on the inside. They can't go anywhere. The only way they can go is backwards or out to the outside and then you catch him with the hook the count the counter four what Luke likes to do is throw a lead three but step down the middle on your center line and he catches you because he got the range to do so and he's athletic enough where he can land that and then when you try to escape his range because he's that's what you're afraid of mostly is that hook he slams a kick home to the body from his left leg which is death because it's I think it's the most powerful kick probably at 185 he's got the most dangerous 10 at 185 but Bisbing had seen it enough <laughs> and saw the setup and he had been boxing with Perillo enough where he saw it and he was like oh you're making a huge error and you think that I'm not seeing it and I'm just going to be afraid of your range no I'm just going to roll under your shot and catch you on the over the top he yeah. just counted over the top of his hook, of his hook and that was like all she wrote and he caught him clean twisted his head back like rotated it shot it yeah. back whack and that was then all she wrote but it's just as brilliant as that was if this is how it's crazy that basically has got the belt because people it's honest it's 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 so true that everyone know everyone knows that Henderson could very well knock Bisbing the fuck out again. Yeah. A dude pushing 50 <laughs> is, could beat you. And it's very possible that he will. Very likely. Like, highly likely. I don't really want to see that fight now. Exactly. Because I want to see Dan get the triple. This mm-hmm. is just, personally, I just want to see Dan get the triple. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with Bisbing. It's got all to do with Dan. <laughs> I love Dan Henderson so much. But, I mean, that's the discussion at 185 mm-hmm. that no one wants to have, really. It's like, everyone wants to praise Bisping, which he deserves, but the reality of the situation is this. No one thinks, and Weidman talked all this mad crap, but I, which I, I get. I don't think it was justified for him to say all that stuff, because he, I mean, he beat the guy that Bisping beat that guy. I mean, did you even really beat Anderson? I mean, he his leg fell off, and he shuck and jived, and he caught him with a left hook. Yeah. I mean, if I shuck, if, if Dominic Cruz shucks and jives in front of anyone, and he gets caught, Uriah Faber might be the 135 champion. <laughs> so, I mean, come on, take it easy on the guy. Now, like, other guys talking like that, that, that stuff makes sense. Like, do you think Bisbing beats uh, Musasi? No. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. No. <laughs> you think Bisbing beats Hector Lombard? 
Or not Hector Lombard, which he's at 170, which is crazy as well. Uh, Yo Romero? No. The even scarier Cuban? <laughs> yeah, he, he's a freak. Yeah. He, 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 oh, God. No? You think Bisbing beats Jacare? <laughs> nope. That, that guy's... Oh. Look at 185 and oh. look at your champion. Huh. <laughs> Who do you think he can beat? Possibly Weidman. Possibly. Maybe. Just because we saw Weidman get broke. Not broke, but beaten. Because he threw a stupid wheel kick. Yeah. Possibly. That, that, that's there. It's The air is there for that. But do you honestly believe that? Mm. Mm. No. No. I think if Chael came back, which he probably he could. He's talked about on the Rogan's podcast. Oh. He could come back. Do you think Chael could be Bisbing? Yeah. Yeah, he did it already. <laughs> you know, yeah. He, he could. Yeah. Brian Stan could come back to 185. He could make 185 and fight Bisbing. Brian Stan could beat Bisbing. <laughs> it's. I give all respect to Bisbing. He deserves the belt. He, did, he deserved the shot and he deserved the belt. Now, let's have this, let's have this real discussion now. Put Dan in the fight with Exactly. Him. It's the only way he makes money and where he solidifies himself as champion. He fights a legend. Yeah. And Dan. Who and already fight. maybe wins. Maybe goes a decision. If he survives that, then we'll give him like, okay, cool. All right, yeah. For being real, 185 is a mess. Yeah. In the all in the all the best ways. And I love it. That's why I love fighting. I love when fights are messy. Or divisions are messy. It's the best. Now the other discussion that needs to be had is that one thirty five fight that happened. Between John Lineker and Michael, or not Michael McDonald, uh, what's his name, McDonald. Is it Michael McDonald? Pretty sure it's Michael. Maybe, I'm not sure. WC days have eluded me. All that, all this knowledge and information just gets compiled. I think it's Michael. But anyway, John Lineker knocked him out. John Lineker needs to be put, needs to fight someone high level at 185 now. Yeah. Like a TJ or a Dodson. I, I like that fight. Dodson against Lineker, two just explosive, hard-hitting dudes, undersized 135ers, <laughs> just laying leather on each other, possibly on each other. Maybe Lineker doesn't even touch him. Maybe Dodson cracks Lineker, and Lineker eats all those shots like he did against Ian McCall before he stopped or before he like decided to just hit Ian and shake his soul out of his body again. <laughs> That's a weird matchup as well. 135 is weird because Dom wants the big money fight, but he's in talks with like trying to make a super fight at 145 with Connor. Uh, I say Dom would win that. Well, Dom is like I think he's like five seven, five eight. Oh. And Connor's like five nine, five ten. Yeah. So it's not that big of a height discrepancy, which I think people need to make a more make a, a bigger, have a more of an understanding of why weight really doesn't matter that much after a certain after like after two weight classes it matters, but like it has to be truly two jump two jumps at weight class weight classes. Yeah. Now one weight class not so much, but the height is a big issue. Like yeah. the reason why Demetrius is so get, well got beat by Dom. At 135, it wasn't because it was at 135. It was because Demetrius is like an inch taller than me at five. Well, he might be the same height, like five four, and 
I think he might be 5'3", I'm not sure. I think Dawson's 5'3", and he's like 5'4". But anyway, he's he's giving up 5 inches or 6 inches to Dom. And Dom's making, killing himself to make 135. And those were, those were IV days. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean... He probably could do 145. Maybe against Aldo or Frankie. I'm thinking... Well, Frankie is a really a 135-er. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting fight. I would like to see... Just for the suspense and thrilling action that would take place, TJ versus Connor would be crazy. Yeah. Because TJ's a, like, a, a tr- true both way. He could go up or down. Right? Dom can't go any lower. Mm-hmm. TJ can go to 125 and go up to 145. He'd probably make like a catch at 141 or 40. He'd just go like five pounds. Cause, I mean, he's training partners with like Lance and Lance Palmer and uh, Chad Mendez so, at, when he was at Alpha Male. So, I think still he's with, with he trains with Lance. But anyway, that's besides the point. That's an interesting debate like who wins that fight yeah I think Dom would handle Connor yeah you see that cause Connor refuses to throw leg kicks I don't know why and his little the Charles boss is not a leg kick it's a knee tap basically <laughs> it's not a leg kick unless you're John Jones and you get the leverage to break cinder blocks with it when you throw it Fluidly, or Lorenz Larkin, you're not doing much damage with it. But that's that at 135. It's really weird. And we're back. Yeah. But, um... What do you think's weird? Going on weird in MMA right now. Other than that Brock Lesnar thing. Him popping. What is weird right now? John Jones, Brock... That that just ruined my entire, like, year. John John Jones. Jones? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of ruined a lot of people's day. <laughs> Not even my day, just my year. It ruined my year because I wasn't that emotionally attached to John to start with. I see that fight for a year now. So I was really more. If it were like Mighty Mouse, because Mighty Mouse got injured, so he's yeah. like fighting at two hundred one. So I'm like that kind of ruined my day because oh. I won oh, that fight. No, he's not fighting. He got injured. Um, he's fighting. He's trying to fight middle of fall. Now, but um, yeah, that would have been a stupid fight. Um, anyway, I just want to see him fight. But um, that Mark Hunt thing. Now, mm-hmm. and like looking at it now with all the inf- not well seeing that Brock pop, all that, like we were just talking before. That's huge. Yeah. 
Like, that's bigger than the Vitor John Jones thing where John can still sue the UFC now. Like, Mark's got a real case to be, be heard and made that the UFC really screwed him. Mm-hmm. If they knew about it, well, they they said that this test just came out. So I mean, I mean, in retrospect, they probably can't do anything. But the, to give the man an exemption That's for four months, the yeah. four months previous, to give him an exemption and only test him five times, and of the five, he got popped for one. So we know he he got he was he had been using beforehand. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, channels on YouTube saying that they know what he was taking and all that nonsense. Like, Duran Ryder and stuff. That guy is crazy. But, like, no, he has no idea. Because he's not working with USADA. <laughs> and USADA doesn't release anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. So, except for the person it's concerns. So. I thought they charged him they had to. Hmm? If they charged him they had to or no? Yeah, they charged him. Oh. Oh, they had to release it if they charged him? Or did Jail lie to me? They don't release it to the public. No. None of that. Like, nothing that, like, John was pop. Like, Chael knows because he's got, like, inside sources. Yeah. But this guy on YouTube has no inside sources because <laughs> he's not in the gyms. He has no clue about fighting, honestly. But that's, I'm not trying to bash the guy on the podcast or anything. But anyway, um, because he's promoting a healthy lifestyle, and I give him credit for that. But anyway, like, going on the Brock thing it's just you can't let people get away with that kind of stuff yeah with no because we were talking before and it it just it's, it just needs to be said more often like these guys are going in on the presumption that this sport has been cleaned up and for that not to be the case and no repercussions are to be done to or no, no consequences are given to the guy other than he gets banned. But this guy still took a beating. And you you may have known about it or may not have known about it. You can play both sides of that argument. But to say that... But you gave an exemption. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brendan Schaub brought up the point And, like, Joe Rogan kind of, like, said all this stuff needed to be done to make the deal. And this the deal needed to be made for the... Because it's... It's a crime not to have this fight on 200. Is it not a crime to have Mark Hunt fight a dude that's on Brock Lesnar who's on PEDs? Uh, yeah, it is. Okay, which one outweighs the other? Fighter safety or the company making money? Because Mark's not making any more money. Yeah. Mark got beat by a dude who was enhanced. Mm-hmm. I get everyone loves Brock and the whole storyline of Brock coming back and he's fighting one of the best strikers of all time. That's a great marketing, but if he had no intention of striking with him and just driving home a double leg for three rounds, which takes some a lot a lot out of you, but if he's enhanced still, I mean, eh, was it really a fight then? No. Was it on fair ground? No. So, I mean. Discussion needs needs to be had, and it marks getting marks on the right because he might just be like, "Release me, so I can just do take like fights in like California or something, or in Australia or wherever." Yeah. Release me, either cut ties with me or pay me my due. 
Because that's where I really think. People are talking about, like, well, if Mark wants to get released, he's going to fight for Bellator, where they don't have any testing, or only, like, commission testing, where more people are probably doping anyway. I was like, no, I don't think that's the, the mission at all for Mark. Mark just might be like, release me so I can just cut my name from the company. You're not yeah. going to make money off of my name anymore. You've done this to me how many times? And he brought that point up. He fought Bigfoot, who was... Who tested hot, I think he said, before the fight. And they still allowed him to fight. Because there was a TRT exemption and all that stuff was still mm-hmm. going on. And, I mean, he's fought a lot of guys. That may or may not have been on something. Like, at heavyweight, you can make the case, if you look at Mark's record, that a lot of guys he fought for the UFC might have been on stuff. Yeah. And... It's just, it's weird. It's just, it's not weird. It's just, it's unscrupulous. I'm kind of a mockery of the sport because we're talking about being martial artists and things you learn in martial arts and traditional martial arts and martial arts in general. It's honor, this code of respect and honor and everything. And to, to, to be so callous just because of business and money. To not take, take the warning signs like the guy is in the WWE. Yeah. He's attacking reporters and not answering questions about his exemptions. He's, his, his response is, I'm a white boy and I'm jacked. Get over it. Uh, you can be. I know a lot of guys that are. Mm-hmm. Went to high school with a lot of D1 athletes. Or <laughs> D1 prospects. That were... The Borns. The Borns. They're jacked. Yeah. They're stupid jacked. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Now, but there's, there's different jacked. There's 18-year-old... Testosterone flooding his from from his nuts to his body. Yeah, the rest of his body. Yeah, he's jacked. I get that. College mm-hmm. athlete, jacked. Get that. You're forty something, about to be forty something. Yep. And you're you, you got abs, but you're you just you had to cut weight to make the heavyweight limit. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. I've seen enough boss boss uh, not boss but uh not boss rooting. Boss was not on anything. Um, who was it? Bob Sapp. Bob Sapp was easily 300 pounds <laughs> and on everything, you know the man, and he had abs. All MMA fi- all MMA fans, kickboxing fans know what that looks like. That 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 PD enhanced look figure looks like. It looks like the yeah. Ream. It looks like Bob Sapp. It looks like but Brock Lesnar. Let's just be real. He's he wasn't big like Shane Car. He wasn't like built like Shane Carwin. Shane Carwin was the real freak here. In the heavyweight division, that wasn't—I don't think was on anything. Mm-hmm. But we don't—we don't. No one knows still because it was a, that era where there was no testing. It was just commission testing, basically. Yeah. But Shane had the hands to match as well. His—he didn't have abs, but he was thick. He looked like a dude. Oh, he's a heavyweight. Yeah, he's doing nothing but running and lifting weights, and he was just genetically built that way. Yeah. That makes sense. Brock, not so much. Is that a knock on Brock? No. It's just what it is. It's not so much a knock on Brock as it is a reason a reason for sympathy for Mark Hunt. Yeah. And all that talk that sports and interps talk was the Brock's back. Da 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 da. Two days later. Or like a week later. Brock on Circus Pops. Exactly. I'm like, where are we? I was in the gym, actually. I was at the gym hitting the heavy bag, and I saw it on the thing, and I walked from... I stopped my set, or my round on the heavy bag, and mm-hmm. I went over to the TV, and I just was, like, laughing. 
and people were like looking like one of the guys I talked to there was like laughing I was like who's like what's wrong I was like yeah you, you remember you talking all that crap about me how I was wrong about that fight Brock just popped hot <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like I don't know it's just it's weird that's the game at this point it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better I honestly think yeah a lot of other guys are gonna think they can get away with the rule go under the rules and before people realize like no you have to be like taking it's, it's strict now like, you can't you can't do this stuff anymore it's, we're not playing the games anymore I think that's what the, the, the sport's gonna come to it's gonna get it's gonna get crazier before it gets better but I think you're gonna see like a change in bodies a change in perspective training and all that stuff until guys really un like before people people are gonna not gonna get it until it happens to them I think yeah or someone that they know and then we're gonna get to the real nitty gritty of martial arts where it's not about like in, that's your born like like take like, rumble He's got stupid power from birth. It's yeah. just how he's built. He's built different. Now, that's not to say, but like everyone's got a different gift. Everyone's got a different, like the, the Diaz boys, their gift is their cardio. Uh-huh. Right? And their technique. They've got stupid technique. And But the real physical gift is the cardio. Yeah. John Jones, he's got, he's, well. His uh, length. Who, who knows? Well, yeah, like his biggest gift is his length. You can't take anything for that stuff. Yeah. But you gotta work at it. Like you gotta work to understand how to use your length. You got but the, the biggest thing is like cardio. You gotta work at cardio. It's not something you're just born with. Mm-hmm. That's why I give again, that's why I give Demetrius the number one spot, because he's got no physical gifts. He's gotta work at the cardio. You can have everyone can be fast. Fast isn't isn't hard to get. It's just being able to do fast for five rounds. That takes cardio, which then is a question of work. Yeah. Not so much talent. Because he's one of the most talented. But talent versus talent and skill plus this crazy work that he had to get to be able to display his skill and talent for five rounds is where he really shines. Yeah. Right? Like Robbie Lawler. He didn't just get good at striking. Yeah. <laughs> he put in work. He didn't just buy it. He, he's got stupid power. He's got a chin on him, but he had to learn how to be able to do that stuff. Like, Nick Diaz knocked him out. Yeah. So yeah, where does he get um, his uh, Wolverine powers from? I don't know. That's still in the... Who knows? I think, <laughs> seriously, I think someone put him in a lab and put something in his, in his mind. Uh, I think something happened to him. Someone... Where he becomes Wolverine for the fifth round and man, he kills that, everybody. I, like I said, we, I watched that Condit uh, Lawler fight today. Yeah. I was watching that fifth round thinking, where did he come out of, like, where did this burst of energy come from? There's something about that fifth round. If you get to the fifth round, like, first of all, if you get to the fifth round with Lawler, you're a bad dude to begin with. Yeah. But what he does to those bad dudes in the fifth is something spectacular. Like, he beat up Condit in the fifth. Yeah. It was like throwing shots back, but it was not doing the same amount of damage that Lawler was doing to him. Like, if you're going shot for shot watching that fight, you're like, ooh, that's like a soul-snatching hook that he landed on Condit. Condit's got a chin, though. Condit's got, Condit's got a beard on him. But it was nothing 
in compare like you got a beard, but you're showing you got a beard. <laughs> you're yep. showing it that you got it. It's not like he was like eating these shots. He was showing that he had a beard. He was getting staggered a lot, like about to be staggered. Yep. And that's the brilliant side is. I mean that that's Robbie Lawler in a nutshell. But if we're if we're going to like the lowest common, like the lowest form of it, of what he does, it's like that ability to take shots and then return with stupid shots. He's like the blue. He's like the blue collar guy. Like. If we're breaking it down at the very dumbest of dumb, it's the blue collar, blue collar like character, where he takes five to give you one, but that one could drop any man on the planet, face of the earth. Like, that's like the the, the the cheesy story of like yeah. Lawler, or anyone like Lawler. But in reality, it's it's a lot deeper than that. His skill is just high. His skill level is really really high, and he's underrated. But um. Skill, skill set wise. I think he's actually. I think he's like number four in the power pound now. Yeah. But um. John Jones is like number two or three. He's like no. They, yeah, he dro- he dropped to like three. Who's yeah. number two? Dom. Uh. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah. That first those top that top two makes sense. Uh huh. DJ and Dom. It made sense when John Jones was still fighting. Yeah, because I I'd seriously. If you take Demetrius, if you okay, first of all, if you give a one, if you take a one twenty fiver, yeah, so like that, he jumped up to six because yeah, be Conor McGregor dropped to five, yeah, which makes that makes kind of sense. But um, if John Jones, if you take a John, take a one twenty fiver and make him or one thirty five or one twenty fiver, make them give him all the attributes of a John Jones, they still get dealt with by D- DJ and Dom. Yeah, if you take a guy like DJ or Dom and make them two hundred five with all the attributes that they worked hard for, being the conditioning and the footwork and skill, technical skill that those guys have, and ability to move, that that takes work. Yeah. And no one's putting that work in at 205, right? Yeah. Really. Not yet, at least. Exactly. There's no like, if when someone does, they're gonna be hailed as the Ali of the division. Mm-hmm. But like, John, if John gets, I think he gets beat by those that kind of that kind of fighter. Yeah. Because John's really creative and loosey goosey, but his technique is, is still flawed in a lot of ways. Like his his sidekick's not the best. Like Rogan said he still has like he can still be better than what he is now. Yeah. And he was the best not being good. Exactly. But if you keep put him in the cage with someone with the skill level of Dom or DJ, he I think he gets beat. Yeah, I can see it. And the the real one was if he fights Rumble. I think that's the triangle at 205 is Rumble gets beat by DC. DC beats or DC gets beat by John, John and John, John gets, gets beat, beat by, by Rumble. Yeah. Because I think that Rumble striking is, is, is on a Dutch on a pure kickboxing striking level on a Dutch level uh-huh. he's the most high level striker outside of well he knocked out Gus even beating Gus. Te- mm-hmm. Technically strike for strike he throws everything perfectly and people don't give him enough credit on his footwork and stuff. He fights like a big man. Or not a big man, a, a, a guy with power. He knows what he's doing. He's trying to de- deliver power. Robin Black said it the best. He's putting him... What... Um, it's just people are also thinking if uh, John can take those shots like DC took him and <laughs> took him to the ground. Yeah, but DC was fighting at... was getting hit by heavyweights before he made it, came down to 205. Yeah. It's a big difference. And Machida staggered John. With a straight punch. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yep. Gus was beating, was breaking John. Yeah. Before John turned it on. What happens if Rumble, he fights Rumble and doesn't get to the point where he can turn it on because he's looking up at the ceiling with John McCarthy shaking his arms to get blood back to his head? <laughs> and a new. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the fight I wanted to see. Oh, yeah. I was talking about that one, too. Because what's his um coach's name? Uh, God, he's a black name. I think John would have won the fight last year if he fought Rumble. I don't know. I just don't know. Because the reason I... I'm, the honest reason I think DC won that fight is because DC was... is a heavyweight. Yeah. And he could... He he didn't even really take the shot well. He, like, because he... he what happened was... Rumble exploded and was looking for the finish so hard that he got out of position. Which I think is a more of a testament to that he was the first time fighting on that level. Uh-huh. That was so much with so much at stake. Because he makes it out of the first and goes to the corner and he's gassed a little bit. Or not gassed a little bit. He was gassed because he explo- he was he was at that he was the first time being at that level and he could he was tasting the belt. And he, he, he it slipped out of his grasp. He was trying to recover and recover, recover. That's why he was taking those those big breaths, like Dom does in, in the fight. Dom takes Dominic Cruz takes huge breaths in the fight. Everyone thinks he's like exhausted or out of condition, and like people like would always bring that up. And he's like talking. He's been on the record talking about like I do that to reset. I do. It's better to do that to reset your cardio and to to clear out your breathing and everything. To to do like Crone does that. Hickson did that. They did that for a reason. The greatest of all time did that for a reason. Uh-huh. Right? So, I think he was gaining himself back. And then going to the second round, he lifted DC off his legs again. Yeah. I mean, people will forget about that, like, the real finer parts of that striking battle. DC was not trying to hang with him on the ground, on the on standing. Because he was getting kicked in the head. Yeah. And I think the only reason he could take those shots because he was partially blocking them. And partially because he was fighting at heavyweight like a year or two years ago. Yeah. And he still is built like a heavyweight. Let's be real. Like I said before, DC is not the most fight-ready, in-shape guy. Yeah. He's built like a heavyweight. He's thick like a heavyweight. Let's just put it that way. Now, if Rumble puts one on John's chin, and he can deliver power on anyone, he's more explosive than John. And he trains with Tyron Spock, and his one of his main sparring partners is a six foot, I think six foot ten, Dutch kickboxer. Explosive Dutch kickboxer. That's gonna be terrible for John if he gets clipped. But I don't ever see that fight now. Two years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or if he appeals. Even if he appeals, if even if it's a well. Only reason he would like if it would be shortened is if it was a uh, supplement, a uh, tainted supplement. Yeah. And that's like six months. Mm-hmm. And then come, then they have to run. They have to, they have to do rum or uh, DC versus John. Yep. And honestly, I don't even know if DC will put up with it anymore. I don't either. Especially how emotionally invested he was in for two hundred. Yeah. It kind of screwed him. Financially and emotionally, and then for the from the fans' perspective, I don't know if anyone's really messing with John that hard anymore, just because of like um so many letdowns. Even if he was like innocent in this, 
Like, giving the guy the benefit of the doubt right now. Yeah. Playing devil's advocate, even if he's innocent. I don't think people really mess with him that hard now because there's so many, there's so many high, 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 build up, build up, build up, uh, let down. Yep. And because we really realizing, like, and if he, if he, if he really did, if there's no reason to forgive him after this, I mean, you kind of left him out to dry against Anderson. Anderson kind of saved your butt there by kind of, like, making people forget that you're the real reason why we saw that kind of terrible terrible showing out of D.C. where he just wrestled just to stay safe, to yeah. win, because he wasn't trying to lose against a, the 185 former champ. That could uh, knock him out. Exactly. Because that striking was getting very dangerous for D.C. Yeah, like that one kick to the body that hurt him. Yeah. And if, if Anderson had been... Uh, two years younger? Yeah, that would have been even scarier. Or in shape? Let's just be real. Anderson was flabby in that fight. Yeah. He looked like he had been eating some... He, he looked like a dough boy. <laughs> he got dough now. He got stupid about the dough, but he looked like a dough boy. He gets dough, and you can call him a dough boy. He looked yep. pretty thick. And... But if he had came in shape like he was against Michael Bisbing, and if he, if when he had DC hurt like what he did, if he like steps back and delivers a, a flying knee, or a pin, like a pendulum flying knee like he did against Bisbing, mm-hmm. over. Oh, you're dead. Oh, cause his timing's the best ever. <laughs> yeah. And he did it to uh, to uh, uh, what's the American Psycho? What's his name? Um, Stephen Bonner. Uh-huh. He put one in seven buttons sternum that I don't think he's ever recovered from. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. Just don't think you got it. Nah, yeah, I don't know. And, that was a dangerous fight for DC. Yeah, it was. I think the more, da- at the time, I think the more dangerous fight would have been against Musasi. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Especially since he was campaigning to let him fight. Yeah, and Musasi looked outstanding. Mm-hmm. So I mean, shit. It's been it's been a weird it's been a rough couple of weeks for MMA fans out there. Yep. Bell tours tonight. You have to work tonight. Yep. Oh, it's rough. Every night until Tuesday. Venom Page is fighting. Three more days, then I'm off. Venom Page is tonight. Uh huh. Um. I don't know who else. Oh, um, Deontay Wilder fights Ariola today for the heavyweight strap. It's a very interesting fight because if Ariola wins this one, well, he's been in these like fights before, but if he wins, he'd be the first Mexican heavyweight champion, Mexican American champion. Put that caveat on there. He might talk some hell of crap about Donald Trump if he wins too, but um. Deontay Wilder, he's a bad motherfucker too. I gotta take a, I guess, sixth off. What's that? Andre Ward's fight. Who's he fighting? Um, I don't know. It was on HBO Boxing. I know he's fighting. I just don't know. I know he's not fighting Triple G. Yeah. uh, I saw it. I was like, I gotta take this off before Elijah asked me if I'm working that night. You you working on the UFC 201? I don't know when it is. It's like the 30th? Oh, the 27th? 
27th. Oh, well, no, I won't, but I'll probably be in Toledo. Oh. Is that the go to, um, 27th? That's a Thursday. Thursday? Let me check my phone real quick. If it's a Saturday, then sure, I'll just drive back because I don't work Saturday or Sunday that week. Because I don't think I do. When's your semester start? August 22nd. Okay. Well, I thought you meant 30th of July. August 20th. What's it, when's your first day? Or when's your semester start? August 22nd. 22nd. August 20th is D- McGregor DS2. Okay, so that's 202. Yeah. When do, Are you here for that? Uh, I don't know. If, I might leave that day. Really? <laughs> Biggest car of the year. You're just going to leave me dry. I'm just kidding. Uh, July tw- 30th is Lawler versus Woodley. July 30th? Yeah. I might be back. Here from McGregor DS. Nope. I'll, I'll text you from B Dubs. Just like, hey. Why would you do that to me? Why would you? Why would you leave that day? Because you could literally I, just still, stay the that I'm still day technically and transferring to uh, to be way in Toledo, where I'm gonna try to work second and first shift. So I don't know if I'd have to work the next day. You need to course, find that out. Of course, I could just like arrive at 2 a.m. and move my stuff in. Not really. Why won't you just, you know, find that out? I can't yet. When you can, find that out. Alright. So you can stay for that card. Yeah, not be around a bunch of drive. Not be around a bunch of drunk college kids that think they know about fighting. But being around me. And a bunch of adults that think they know about fighting. <laughs> drunk adults that think they know about fighting. If anything, we're going to see 201 together. Yeah. I'd have to be back by from Toledo by like ten. That's when the, sh- the card the card starts at ten, but the main card don't probably doesn't <laughs> start. We're leaving Friday for Connecticut. Probably gonna stay the night there and drive back Saturday. Okay. Should be back by ten, hopefully. Okay. As long as you don't leave at like noon. We'll do that. But yeah, it's getting weird. How much sports is getting weird? And then I have to drive back from Toledo too. But the Olympics start soon, and I can't wait for that. When do they start? August fifth. Yeah, something like that, or fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Something, something squirrely. But I'm waiting for uh, uh, swimming because that's my thing. Uh huh. You gonna see Michael Phelps swim again? Oh yeah, he's he was look he looked really good at the trials. He beat Lockley. Mm-hmm. Well, Lockley was injured, but um, he beat Lock- he got the two hundred. Uh, he f- placed first in the two hundred trial. Which one? Freestyle or no butterfly? Uh. Um, they beat. He came in first in the uh, individual medley. Okay. And I'm looking forward to beach volleyball. Yeah. Cause that's my me and Josh's sport. So I watched track for the main part for this the like hundred meters, two hundred meters, and Josh is gonna watch it for everything because he's yeah. a junior. He was a former junior Olympian, so. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to have him sit through that. I'm waiting for uh, water polo, judo. Yeah, I'll watch the judo probably. What time would judo be on? Uh, again? Probably something stupid like that. Men's wrestling. That'll be on at 3 a.m. The Mexican taekwondo team because they're going to light everyone on fire. That, that, they took wrestling out of the Olympics. No, it's, no they didn't. Do, they couldn't do that. They oh. lobbied so hard against that. You know how much resistance they caught for that on uh. flak? Oh, we're going to take out one of the founding sports of the mm-hmm. Olympics. Like, and not just, like, modern Olympics. We're talking about back in the Greek days. <laughs> yeah. It's like, take, like, I could understand them taking out boxing because it's so freaking corrupt and stupid. 
Oh yeah. I'm not even gonna watch the boxing. I'm going to, but I'm gonna hate every minute of it. I but um, watch that because Mexico Taekwondo's team—they're gonna light everybody up. I can't uh-huh. wait to watch that. Um, women's soccer because that's fun to watch. Yeah, where USA just goes and beats people. Well, no, because they're gonna be good be games. Close. Yeah. Canada's gonna be a good game. Uh huh. I don't think Brazil will be, will be that close, but Canada, uh, Japan, Japan. Germany's very good. Yeah. France is interesting. Hopefully the men will make it. Please. Well, they'll they'll do away. They'll, they'll do okay. But um, I'm actually really interested in the women's bracket. Just there's a lot of parody there. Mm-hmm. But um, fencing's gonna be cool. Uh, the Cubans are gonna win baseball. Or the Japanese. Is baseball still a sport? Mm-hmm. I think it's still there. I thought it was out. I know they took softball out. They're trying to make lacrosse in there, which is cool for me because I mean I grew up playing lacrosse so. Uh, I might watch Pole Vault. It's it's interesting to watch that. What else are we gonna watch? Probably. That's probably gonna be it. It's not the Winter Olympics, so it's not like my family's going crazy because we're Canadian. Uh, like that, so it's not. Um, could watch <laughs> uh the decathlon. No, I refuse to watch all that. So, the last like ten minutes of it. Cycling, I'll watch. Rowing. Yeah. I'm watching for the first I'll time. tune in sporadically for the marathon. I'm just waiting for the day they make uh, MMA part of the Olympics. You know, they, they have to call it Pancrase again or something stupid. Yeah. Well, not stupid because Pancrase is the legit name for MMA, but it makes sense <laughs> if that it wouldn't be. Because we're just still trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. <laughs> what are the rules? What can we do, really? Because they, they have some terrible rules in MMA now. No, 12 to 6. We've already discussed it at length. We're not going to go back on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the podcast today. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. This has been the third installment of Cul-de-Sac Talk with Elijah and Trey. Later. Next time we'll talk about Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. Oh, we didn't talk about that today, did we? Nope. God damn it. Okay. Should we do that next? Or oh, you got to leave, right? Uh, I was about to bounce all like, soon. Soon or like now? Probably like now. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Later. 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 <laughs> Later. <laughs>